Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LoveRacing.nz, your home of thoroughbred racing. And joining us now is the owner uh, and uh, and breeder of uh, Crescetti, uh, who's obviously been making headlines uh, for the last few months, uh, Daniel uh, Nakel. Good morning, Daniel. How are you doing? Morning, Ricardo. Morning, Steve. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. And uh, obviously the big news is that you were talking about taking Crescetti over to Melbourne, but you've decided to give it a spell. Yeah, he's look. He's he's really tried his uh, best for us all season long, um, and uh, yeah, he's been very good to us. So um, you know, well, it's, it's a two way street. You've got to be good back to the horse as well. He, he tries his heart out, and uh, we just didn't want to send him um, send him over, uh, flatten him, and then and then be picking up the pieces afterwards. He he deserves better than that. So he's already in a, in a lovely paddock here at Bailey Park, and um, enjoying uh, enjoying the the sunshine and the, and the good grazing. And they will be back uh, hopefully uh, bigger and better next season. Um, so you guys have bred the horse. What what what's what's the big thing you look for when before the breeding? Like, do you, do you match up? A mare and a sir, and do you think like what? What are the big things you look for? I'm, I I have a horse, and I and I want to know oh, yeah. what like what are the big features that that stand out? Well, look, even a broken clock gives you the right time twice a day. There's a, there's an awful lot of luck involved in this one. It's it's a bit of a genetic lottery, um, but. I suppose uh, on paper is, is the easiest place to start. Just the, the the cross and what works with what what sire line and what dam side and um, and physically you've you've got to be uh, popping out there, just having a look, just making sure that the the mare and the sire um, yeah, are compatible. You don't want to send a, a small mare to a small uh, small stallion. You, you know what you're going to get at that point. So um, and uh, in this instance, yeah, the uh, Zakinto work really well with uh, O'Reilly mares who. who uh, Riley's the, the the father or the sire of um, of uh, Grace Hill, and um, that uh, that sort of was the starting point. Um, and physically, it yeah, just seemed to seemed to work out really well. We popped down, had a look at the stallion as well, and um, yeah, that's how it, uh, that's how it started. Have you got have you got anything else that Steve can buy, Sharon? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we'll find, see if we can find you a fast one. Yeah, mate, like I just that. want fast yeah. ones. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I tell you, we haven't trialled her yet. I've got um, Amulet. That's for the for the listeners out there. Uh, Amulet uh, has just been named, so she'll be trialling towards the end of this month, and hopefully progressing uh, from there to the races. She's shown us a little bit of ability along the way, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, a bit of a, a Easter bonus before uh, for the listeners out there uh, if she can get to the races well enough. Now, Crescetti, we talked about is is being spelled at the moment, having a bit of time in the paddock. What is the plan when you bring him back? 
Well, he'll have a good three months. Um, you know, it, it takes a bit out of him the racing side of thing. He loves to run, but uh, you know, you've got to look after them. So he'll have a good three months. Uh, we sat down with Danny and Aaron, who are the trainers, and um, and they, they yeah, at this stage. Uh, we haven't really got a set plan in mind, uh, but there's some good four-year-old racing over in Australia um, for his age group, which uh, which could be really enticing. Um, you know, I'd dearly love to fly the flag for New Zealand over there um, uh, and see if we can make the country proud. Um, Ricardo, you've been in the paddock for a bit longer than, than three months, mate. <laughs> And I don't like to run. <laughs> are there any are there any good races for Ricardo that are paying any good money over there? Um, oh Jesus! Whatever race season I want to be in, to be fair as well, I think it'd be the battle of the slowest horse at this point in time. So. Yeah, but you're gonna need a little jockey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, um, Mate, do you, do you have do you have races that you plan for uh, over there or at this stage already, or you just um, get him out of the paddy, do some trials, and then see what fits? That, that's probably the, where we where we land. There's a couple of things you've got in mind. There's, there's some uh, yeah, as I say, a 1500 meter race over in Sydney uh, in the spring that you know possibly he could be aiming for. But uh, I think it's it's a bit of a step by step basis. We uh, he's still got a bit of development to do, guys. So he'll um, you know we'll just see how he comes back and uh, you know ensure he's all happy and, and uh, get him up and, and fit. Um, and then he'll tell us pretty much where he wants to go. Uh, from a um, from a you know race perspective, distance wise and, and fitness wise. Yeah, you're more than just an, a breeder and an owner, uh, Daniel, because uh, you guys, uh, I think it's you and your dad, set up the New Zealand Equine Academy as well, which helps uh, students with NZQA endorsed courses get a pathway into the industry. Uh, how is that developing, and and are you, are you seeing a benefit not just to the industry but also uh, to yourself? Well, it mainly it started off from an industry perspective. Uh, just myself and, and Donovan Mansour, who uh, was a was a former jockey here in New Zealand, and um, we just didn't didn't see any pathways. And if you weren't already involved in racing, or your family wasn't involved, uh, there was no real. A direct pathway in. So uh, we've started off with eight students in year one. Uh, we're up to three courses of 12 now with a waiting list uh, for year two. Uh, so it's uh, it's really going well. They're being, our students, we're really proud of them. They're being placed in some really, really good stables. Um, and same with our apprentices. We've got the uh, the uh, Apprentice Academy uh, up and running now. Um, and um, yeah, that, that's really uh, that's really starting to take shape. Um, and uh, it, it, you know, uh, students are really getting some really good wins on the board. Um, the cracker sales were a couple of weeks ago. Now, how did things end up from there? Were everyone everyone up on last year? Those sorts of figures, they're, they're all through? Yeah, it was a good sale. Um, I think New Zealand Bloodstock did a really good job bringing the buying bench over. Um, New Zealand's in a, in a good space. Um, I think there's a bit more to come as well, um, and a lot of that's thanks to Entain, or a huge amount of it's uh, due to Entain's involvement, and um, they've given uh, this industry a real shot in the arm that's uh, been been pending for about three decades now. But uh, no, the book one in particular sold really, really well. Um, a lot of horses, uh, you know, sought after by uh, by the internationals, in particular Australia, um, and the book two. Probably a little bit more subdued. It's a bit more reliant on the domestic market. Um, as much as stakes have really gone up, and as, uh, as much as there's a good feeling out there in racing, and it probably just hasn't translated into the pocket uh, quite as yet. But uh, the feedback we're uh, we're hearing anecdotally is 
um, you know, the trainers and the syndicators that have purchased horses from the sale um, are pretty much getting close to selling out. So, uh, in record time, which is uh, which is really encouraging. Um, yeah, well, obviously New Zealand's such a pedigree here already with the bloodlines, and you know the horses continually go to you know around the world particularly Aussie and, and perform on, on the on the bigger stage um, what's that down to like is it is it is it our grass growing ability or is it just a bloodline that's been here and and then we just keep producing from it I think it's probably a bit of the climate, a bit of the environment. With uh, you look anywhere, and um, you know this year is no exception. There's grass everywhere. Um, you pop over, for example, to places over in Australia. You don't have that luxury, to be fair. Um, we've got the big wide open spaces, uh, and, and I think we've got good horsemen, uh, horsemen and women out here in New Zealand as well. The, the one thing we grow better than horses is our horse people. So, um, you know, I think that's a big part of it as well. But uh, we we do tend to to really look after them and probably give them a bit more time uh, than than, for example, uh, Australia, which uh, which probably just you know they're. they're uh, uh, heavily focused on the on the early racing, the two-year-old racing, uh, whereas New Zealand, we've probably got the the, the patience uh, of the owners and the trainers, and, and uh, we just give our horses a little bit more time, and and that stands by them, uh, and, that, and that's a bit of what we're doing with um, with Crescetti at the moment as well. Just let's not push them too far too early, and and uh, that'll stand by us later on in life. Now you mentioned earlier there's a bit of luck in the game, but um, you obviously put a lot of work in, and there's a lot of skill in matching up the bloodlines, etc. So what were you looking at when you were trying to find a, a stallion for Grace Hill? Uh, basically, that genetic match in the first instance. And uh, I, I sit there and compare notes with uh, Russell Warwick, who's been um, hugely uh, influential and, and very encouraging. He, uh, he runs Westbury Stud, um, and he gave it the tick. Uh, so really, the, the cross... Um, with O'Reilly Mears to Zakinto, he, he probably isn't the most commercial sire in the world, Zakinto. Um, but with O'Reilly Mears, he, he seems to take it to another level, and uh, that was the the start point. Um, just that you know, you've got a proven a proven cross, basically. Um, that's yeah, it, it's so far so good. As I say, you could probably try that cross again three times, and it wouldn't work. But uh, um, yeah, as I say, even a broken clock gives you the right time twice a day. And um, I'm glad the clock stopped at the right <laughs> at the right mark with Crochet. Um, I was fortunate enough many moons ago to go to Cambridge Stud and um, uh, we were there right on the right time and we watched Sabeel um, uh, service a mare. It was, it was one, of the, one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. I just, I, you know, the amount of work that goes into it with the vets and, and the ultrasounds and all that stuff to get ready, it's, it's, it's really like it's, it's just, it blew my mind how how you know how well the, the animals were looked after and just how professional and everything it was it was it was quite incredible yeah it really is it's a real science and, and the care and attention the love these horses get is just exceptional uh, you know cambridge stud uh, is a prime example but you'd go to, to pretty much any of the studs uh, around the place and you'd see that same uh, attention to detail uh, every step of the way with we've got a short season um that we, we breed our horses in basically from the 1st of September to pretty much early mm-hmm. early December. So you, you've got to get it right. Yeah. Um, and, and you go to any training centre, guys, as well. Uh, you'll pop out to Bailey Park and uh, you'll just see, you know, the, the the care and the love for the horse all the way through. They they look immaculate every single morning. And, you know, every slight misstep is, is checked out and, and uh, no stone left un, uh, uh, unturned, basically, to make sure that... Uh, it, you, you know, the horses are uh, uh, well cared for. 
Well, Daniel, I appreciate your time this morning, mate. Go well and uh, good luck with whatever's next uh, on on the breeding stakes. Uh, loveracing.nz for all your thoroughbred racing news, previews, replays, profiles and more.